Episode 69. Can't believe it, what a number. 69 anyway, we've made it to episode 69, two minutes for chatting. Uh, and that'll probably be the last 69 joke we make in the whole episode. Well, you, you had mentioned as well before we started this that it was hump day. So that also runs runs in with that theme. It does. So well done to everybody for making it halfway through the week, Wednesday night. Snow forecast for tomorrow. But anyway, th- this isn't this isn't a, a weather forecast. If if you are listening to this, you it'll already have snowed by the time you do. So sorry if you're stuck in it, but I did. We did warn you. <laughs> so while we've been away, a few things have happened. We've got two two clan games to cover, uh, a testimonial, Matt Haywood's testimonial, a signing, and. Uh, another couple of bits and pieces, kind of hockey related. I thought that we would be best to start with the testimonial. Um, what what so, better place? Exactly. Uh, and the, the sort of prelude to that was the introduction of Ashley Goldie to the clan <laughs> Wall of Fame. Um, he was one of three candidates, I think, wasn't he, with Chris Frank and Jordan Kristanovic, I believe. All yeah, three were, all three were back for the testimonial. Ash Goldie got the nod. I think we both hinted previously that we thought it was gonna be Kristanovic. But Goldie was in the end. I think probably Kristanovic would certainly have been my pick in not nothing against Goldie, because uh, he, he he did well for us. But Kostanovic would have been my pick, but maybe he'll go up at some point. Yeah, maybe. Um, uh, for me, it was a bit that that was probably the one that I was least expecting to be to be selected. But by the fans, I guess I thought. Well, obviously, we know Chris Frank is, you know, well liked by uh, a large number of our fans, and uh, I thought you know Kostanovic as well. Played really well while he was here. Did a really good job for us, and obviously Goldie has as well. But I just felt like those two were some probably more prominent. Uh, so it was kind of slight, slightly surprising for me. But um, interesting when you said Ash, you said Ashley Goldie. So on the on the banner, I didn't actually. I've not even seen the banner yet. But no, neither neither have I. Did they didn't have it up for the testimonial? Did they? Or I did they? they? Might, I think they might have. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. Shows how much attention I was paying. <laughs> I was just trying to work out whether it was they gave him his full name on the banner or if it was just Ash. Because <laughs> no one ever called him Ashley when he was here. No, true. Yeah. But then you you wouldn't have put up Matthew Keith, would you really? That's <laughs> um, true. Yeah. Or, you, you say it like that, yeah. Yeah, I was going to think of another one, but nah, you... James Fritch. James Fritch. Is he even up there? Is he up there? Yeah, yeah, he is is up there, yeah. Andrew Miller. Nah, I don't even know. He's probably (laughs) not an Andrew, is he? Anyway, enough of the first name, shite. So, yeah, anyway, he was up, and all three of them were back for the testimonial game, which, if if I was to to describe it, I would say that it was a, a good laugh with some even slower paced hockey than I expected. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I, I knew, I knew testimonials were were slow, but an ice hockey testimonial is even slower. Yeah, I know it was kind of, in a way, it was slightly disappointing because you had all of these clan greats from the past coming back, and uh, you know, I was kind of, I, I don't really know what I was expecting to be honest, but I was, I was expecting it to be a bit quicker anyway. But I know um, what. We're not we're not exactly here just to slag the testimonial, but uh, <laughs> I thought I, I thought certainly, obviously it was a great night and Matt will do well from it and I think he got the reception stuff that he, he needed. I I would say that there were a, a couple of highlights. I liked the fastest skater bit in the the competition. Yep. I was impressed actually to be fair with Fitzy and his backward skating. Um, I thought that was a good element to add to it. Uh, obviously, the the Gary Russell Polis element was funny. The and bit, bits and pieces actually throughout the game. I thought the third period was 
was more enjoyable than the first, just the game and the the stuff that went on things. But no, it was it was good. Um, and obviously, like Toby Craig and the the other referees were were up for it, so made a bit of a laugh. But no, it's good because we probably won't see another testimonial game again. To be honest, I wouldn't have thought. I was trying to sort of think of who our next player would have been for that, but it's you're, you're miles off. Yeah. But yeah, like like you say, I mean that's you know ten ten great years from from at Haywood, and I think it said uh, in his, his speech after it as well that he was looking forward to the next ten. So. <laughs> how, how many of those he'll actually be here for him? Yeah, well, I'm not sure. He's he's certainly got a couple left in him, I would say. But I think he's not even that old. No, I know. What is I he? Twenty eight. Twenty eight, yeah. maybe. I think so. Yeah. Um, but no. So he's he he's certainly got a couple more seasons, I think, and he can he can do a job. He's he's obviously been given the captaincy and stuff. We we talked about that, but no, it was it was a good it was a good night. Um, and I'm sure they raised probably quite a lot of money from it. I don't know. I've not looked into any of the the numbers from the auction or whatever after it, but I've got no doubt that they they'll have done well from that. Um, so now all, all in all, a success. Yeah, definitely. Um, again, I, so I spoke about maybe staying for the auction after the game, but I didn't realise how how long it was going to be. I know. In the first in the first place. Um, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Pretty much nearly eleven o'clock or something like that. So. Yeah, I think the introductions took about three hours themselves. <laughs> it did, yeah. Um, but no, it will. It it won't. It won't happen often at all. So, absolutely fair enough. Um, that was a success. But, uh, what was not a success, I suppose, was the game before it. Yeah. That was at home to Dundee, and it ended in a. A shootout loss, three two Dundee skating away with with the two points. A disappointing outcome, I have to say, given we had only one game at the weekend and Dundee are one of our now one of the the main rivals for the playoffs. Mm. You know, to 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 give them points is is not ideal, and certainly not two of them. No, definitely not. Um, these are games, especially at home, you want to win, especially. In- at this point of the season as well, in the lead up to the playoffs, you want to put some distance between your yourselves and you know teams like Dundee and uh, and Manchester, who we'll get on to as well. But for that game, it was pretty disappointing um, for the the outcome. I think in his post match interview, Pitsy, uh, Pitsy. <laughs> <laughs> the Pitsy that, is, that is a superb name. I don't even know where that came from. A mix of Scott Pitt and, and Fitzy. Um, Fitzy what, was, said, what was we Pitsy saying? Pitsy was uh, talking post match interview. Um, he was just saying how the team had, had started really well in the first period and uh, full of energy, and that was kind of what he was what he was hoping for, what he was kind of expecting uh, from the team. And I think we went in. We went in 1-0 up, didn't we, at the end of that first period? Yeah, Chad Rowe uh, put his 1-0 up. Actually, the, the the theme of this game, I think, was scrappy goals. Um, <laughs> yeah. To be fair, Rowe's goal was, was quite, a, quite a nice deflection. Um, yep. But Eagles, Calms, equaliser. I don't really know how it got through clean from that angle. And then... Mm. Uh, Beauregard's goal I think the puck sort of fell to him after some really poor defending again guys were just swinging at it I think if I remember rightly and again his shot got through Colleen. Um and then even Marcus Jonsson's equaliser uh, hit him when he was facing the other way and, and fell to him you've got, you've got to be in the right place but I thought yeah uh, Three out of those four goals were were very scrappy, um, and then in the shootout, I think Leclerc maybe made four saves, possibly even five. I'm not I'm not sure if it went to the sudden death. I can't remember, but uh, 
Kevin DeFour with the, the deciding goal and then Leclerc made the save from someone. So they uh, with Tamar, I think yeah. he was Yeah, you might be right. So yeah, d- d- disappointing and I think that with Dundee they've they've just been that team that we've not really been able to find a way consistently to, to do well against them. Um with the the away game the week or two weeks before it where we were comfortably beaten on the scoreline but we were we were quite well in the game. Um and it's a shame because they're they're the team that we're pretty much closest to. I don't know how many more times we've got to play them, but it's the way it is now, it's just between three teams really, possibly four, but I would say three and uh, for them to get two points on a one game weekend was, was not ideal. No, definitely not, like you say. Not found any kind of consistency against them the um over the course of the season. Found good periods. Um I think, you know, that that first period um Fitzy was complimentary about the team and you know, the the week before or two weeks before when we played them in in Dundee, we had a really strong first period as well, but for whatever reason, we just can't seem to maintain it for the for the full sixty minutes, and that's kind of been a a sort of a running theme throughout the season, I guess, um, or certainly since the end of November, anyway. But no, it's not it's not good, but um, you know, luckily for us, Dundee are also not um, firing all cylinders and. Uh, against other teams as well and you know can't really seem to get a run going either yeah and that um, from the start of the season where we had a a very good uh, overtime and shootout record um, we're now I think four and three in overtime Um, so it's certainly a a lot better than than in previous previous years but those are the points that are um, pretty crucial in the run in. We'll discuss the, the look of the table after after the next game, but um it can come down to to these uh these points. I know last year was it there was the situation with the Belfast and Cardiff tied on points and things like that. So we're obviously not gonna win the league but um if it comes down to regulation wins or whatever then um these are important so um, every point crucial, but I guess we bounced back well with a, a win over Manchester the next weekend, another 3-2, this time regulation, but again, quite a tight game uh, with some some of the goals a, a bit better than the, the Dundee game, uh, but Manchester are one of those teams that can, can make it pretty difficult, and I think the new guy they've got in, uh, Frankie Milton, Looks like a very good uh, find, really quick, skillful wee player. And yep. he, he got an assist on the Lane Omer goal and also scored a goal that was ruled out, I think, at one yes. point for high sticks, maybe, or whatever it was. Um, but, you know, that yep. was a let off. But 3 2 in the end, got the job done, and at least in a way, if you're looking at a possible positive from those couple of games that were not conceding four and five a game you know four four conceded over two games isn't is an improvement for us mm. at least giving us a chance to to get something out of the games yeah yeah you're right um and the five game before that as well i think we'd cons- yeah was it was, what was that? two as well three two again yeah um so you know uh, I guess in a way it's good that we're sort of finding ways to win these games whereas you know before we were finding ways to lose them so that's working towards the right sort of direction um, but we're not quite there yet I don't think um, there's still lapses in concentration and uh, you know times in in the games where um, you know we could easily be down by more goals than we are and I think you know if we were, if we were playing, playing better teams you know they would so that maybe punishes a bit more than teams like Manchester and, and Fife and Dundee, but <clears throat> you you can't really you can't fault the players though for for their effort and getting the two points because you know I, I'd imagine 
these teams as well will be playing that sort of playoff style of hockey just now where um, yeah. you know everything's to play for uh, so it was good to get you know the, the win in the end and um, you know I think a really a strong third period from us which is um, something I've not seen too often uh, again a, a power play goal in there as well I think yeah yeah. So, you know, that's good as well. It's, so it helps helps with that a wee bit. Yeah, Peacock with that goal. Um, Tansky with our, our first goal, equalising quite quickly after Thompson had put Manchester ahead. Ulmer then put Manchester 2-1 up. Peacock, as you discussed there, with the, the power play goal in the third. Um, and then Bierum with the game-winning goal. Uh, it was, wasn't his best best ever shot but it just shows you sometimes that's the kind of shots that, that beat uh, best goalies in the league and in, in this occasion it did um, so I mean he's he's been one of the shining lights we've, we've mentioned that before but I mean we can't we can't really emphasise I think or we can't emphasise it enough how important he's been um, and you know if if we're not talking about it right now, but guys that you'd like to keep a hold of going into next season, he's right at the top of the list, I would say. Yeah, uh, definitely. Without a doubt, he's he's one of the ones that I would that I would say should be should be one of the first name, names uh, down to come back. Um, although I think maybe at this point there's not maybe too many of them, but no, there's not. We'll save that for for the end of the season. Yeah, true. And you know, if we, if annual. We, uh, roster list, but yeah, and if we can get his brother, then uh, if he's anything like him, then yeah, even better. But um, no, he he's definitely been a highlight. So, you know that that goal keeping us in nowhere near comfortable, I wouldn't say, but uh, a a current playoff position, the way the league's standing at the moment, where we're three points ahead of Dundee with two games in hand and we're two ahead of Manchester with one game in hand um, so you know that that was a definitely a crucial win uh, and even with dare I say it Fife managing to find a win um, they've got a real outside chance I would say but I think they're just slightly too far adrift at the moment um, but you know yeah. with this this weekend coming up um it's every game's so important, um, and we're well in a fight for that seventh and eighth position, which, as we've said before, is probably going to be a disaster anyway in the the quarterfinals. But you know, it would be unacceptable not to be there. I think from from where we started. Yeah, um, it's disappointing to see where we're falling to. Um, already, so you know, if we if we ended up out of the playoffs completely, I think um, I, don't, I, I I just I, I couldn't see I couldn't see Fitzy staying uh, at that point. Yeah, it's been a, it has been a tough season. We have had a lot of injuries, and you know, probably more than more than any other season I can I can seem to remember. Um, but you know, we've got we've got most of the guys are back now. I would say um, you've signed a couple of guys as well, so you. You're back to set a full quota again, so um, you know. But maybe the the schedule as well, and even the last couple of weeks, you've you've only played one game each weekend, sort of thing. So you know that that rest should should do them good and uh, the push going forward. Yeah, that that's definitely been helpful. Um, as you said there, um, Travis Earhart was away on GB duty, and uh, we brought in signed. Sean Robertson, who is a defenseman, I think he played in the Manchester game, didn't he? That was his first game. Yep. Um, rave the rink. <laughs> rave the rink. I don't know if he did, but he he was signed from Briancon or Briançon, however you pronounce that, in France. Um, not. I'll, I'll be honest, and you got to be honest on here. He's not not a player that that excites me. Um, which kind of seems to be the way with some of our mid-season or end-of-season signings. Um, mm. I don't know how he did. He 
by the sounds of it, maybe he did he did a, a decent job for your first game. Um but brought in as as injury cover. Yeah, so we're now back to I think six defencemen, aren't we, with Moore being back, Earhart will be back. So no excuses in terms of numbers, but uh that's <laughs> a good in terms of there. It made sense, at least it made sense. Yeah, yeah. Um so no, nah, it doesn't it doesn't really excite me if I'm if I'm being honest, but will he do a job? Probably. But it's hard to make an impact at this stage of the season when it's the pressure's fully on and every mistake's probably gonna get analysed. Yeah, I know that's the thing, it's it's a difficult scenario to uh, to come into a team like this and um, you know, try to hit the ground running and obviously coming to a, a new country for him as well and try to settle in it's so I want to take in and um, you know sort of get up to speed as well it's, uh, it's a lot for any new signing so yeah I, I guess I would echo your sentiment as well by saying it was quite underwhelming and, but I think you know it was kind of needs must I think you know, we were kind of in need of uh, cover uh, at the back so he's brought him in played against Manchester I wasn't there I don't think you were there either so we don't not really had a decent look at him yet but that you know that that will come with the the games coming forward but yeah yeah just we, we needed we needed somebody to come in really and um, can I help out and I think he, I think he'll do a job for us I don't think he'll stand out in any way but um no, I hope he does now. Just... What's that? I hope he does. I hope he, hope he's this diamond in the rough. Well, maybe yeah, that that has happened before as well. You know, yeah, it has. Teams, same guys like that as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's just kind of slightly underwhelming, I guess. But yeah, he's had that. He did something. He he played played last year in France and then French second division the year before that. Um, 2017-18, you know, he played for four four teams, two the year before that, um, a university year before that, and then three college years in which he only played 11 games, so I don't know if that was uh, due to injury or anything else, so it's been a bit of a, a, a stop-start career, um, but, you know, he might come in and be brilliant and we sign him next year and whatever but uh, it's, de- it's definitely tough so we'll see how he gets on um, University but, of Guelph as well actually, another one Who else have we had from there? Has there not been a few that we signed this year? Ah, oh, probably I just don't remember their unis off by heart I just remember Guelph because it's a kind of strange one Funny word, yeah So, I mean he, he comes in and we're back up to 60 now and um, so no excuses for numbers and going into this weekend it's probably two games that if we've got any aspirations to finish higher than 7th we need to win both of them and even then you're still looking at a tough ask so it's Guildford at home and then Coventry away we are 6 points behind Guildford with having played a game more and 10 points behind Coventry in 5th with the same games played so a win in both of those will, will take a wee, a wee dent out of it but um, I think we said last time I just can't see us finishing any higher than 7th but you really never know I think this is this is a big weekend for us because if we can, if we can get four points from this weekend, and I know that's a that's a big ask at this point, but if we can go in and take maximum points out of those games, there's a chance then that you could maybe catch one of them. You know, I'm sort of ultra optimistic at this point um, that that's going to happen, but um, the opportunity is there for the team. Hopefully, last weekend they'll have given them a bit of confidence in going to this weekend. Uh, Flying high, um, we need to we need to beat Guildford, um, at some point. So yeah, it's it's actually it's just getting a bit daft now. That is getting daft. How poor our yeah. record is overall. Um, uh-huh. I, I didn't. I actually meant to look that up, but 
but I didn't. Um, but just off the top of my head, I think I can remember one win, possibly. I believe yeah. it was at home. I don't think we've won down there, ever. Um, what's this, their third year now in the league? Yeah. So that'll be certainly six or seven games down there. And then they've they've definitely had the upper hand on us uh, up here as well. And the last time we played, it was when Fitzy put himself in the lineup, wasn't it? Um, so we'd, mm. we'd certainly had a few injuries then, but it was a, a poor game that was quite close for a while. You know, we just we just didn't have enough in the end. But as you say, yeah, if if we're not if we're not able to to beat them, then we can say goodbye. I would say to a sixth place finish or above. Um, yeah. But it just, I hope it's it's. I don't think it's a mentality thing. You know, they've got to be going in thinking that we can beat them because you've seen pretty much every other team in the league has beaten them this year. They've not been their best. Uh, but for whatever reason that we can't really explain, they've just always got the edge on us. I always feel like Guildford are what, this, uh, the most average team in the league, if you know what I mean. So like, if if you finish above Guildford, you're having a good season. If you finish <laughs> below them, yeah, you've had a poor season. So, uh, I mean, they've scored as many as they've conceded as well, I think. Yeah. I think I think in their first year and then a bit in their second, um, with them being new and a different kind of style, they they definitely didn't start it, but they were one of the the teams I remember who were really built around speed and possession more than any other teams. You know, like yeah. you you look at like the way Cardiff dominated, but you would say Cardiff are quite a physical team, um, with some goal scorers uh, and you know other other talent but generally they're like a special teams are very good and they're physical and they they know how to win Sheffield at the moment I've got just a really good bunch of goal scorers maybe not the best defensively but Guildford were that team that uh, were noticeably really quick and speedy and skillful um, but maybe teams starting to latch on to that a wee bit and find figured out how to play against them but just not us no I don't know for whatever reason that is but yeah because they've not yeah. they've not made loads of changes either over the yeah. the two or three seasons they've been fairly consistent with their players but you look at like Dunbar and Akerid for example have not been quite as good this season although they had a lot to live up to but um you know, if you're taking that as a marker, then they're definitely there for the taking. But whether we can we can do it with this uh, this team, we'll, we'll see, really. Yeah, they've kind of plateaued a wee bit. They come in to the league sort of flying, and as you say, they've, they are one of these teams that tends to keep um, quite a large core of their, uh, of their roster, so... Yeah, I, I don't know. It's maybe a wee bit disappointing if you're a Guildford fan, but you're always kind of there or thereabouts, and um, you know, as you say as well, play play some decent hockey at times. So, uh, for whatever reason, for us, they're, they're a tough nut to crack, but um, we need to get cracking. Yeah, exactly. A good point. Paul Dixon seems like the the coach seems like a a really nice guy, and obviously he's guaranteed to just give a. A one sentence, not a one sentence, but an unbroken response to every interview question. Uh, unbroken, which, which, 20, 20 minutes. Yeah, it's always funny because he does do it, but um, he seems to he seems to always be a fairly positive guy. So maybe this is maybe this is the the night that we actually get to them, um, and then Sunday away. Um, genuinely a lot more fearful now of going to Coventry than probably have been in the past. Uh, they've been playing really well. You know, they're definitely in touch with third place. Even second, they're not, not too far away from. Uh, guys like Luke Ferrara, who've been 
I think he actually leads the leads the league in goals, um, which for a a British right. player is brilliant. Um, they've just been playing so well, and they've really picked up since they brought in new goaltender and stuff. So going down there is going to be really difficult for us. Yeah, uh, will be will be a tough task. Um, they've, you know that this or sort of this year, um, I think they've had a few shutouts. I think remember one in in Cardiff um, at the start of the year, and then I think a couple of weeks ago they shut out Manchester as well at home. So um, they can be they can be difficult to play against if you're not up to speed and your forwards aren't. Um, Sort of flying in all cylinders, so like you know that is a a really tough game there. But um, you know fr- from our point of view, we need to um, we need to kick on now, and um, you know if there's a chance there to sort of catch up with these guys, then we need we need to take it. I think this is a, a big weekend for us. Yeah, and if you look at um, the other teams around us, so just specifically focusing on Manchester and Dundee for a second. Um, Manchester play Nottingham tonight then they're in Belfast on Saturday so conceivably there they could not pick up any points um, Dundee I've just got a one one game weekend I think uh, they're away at Sheffield so the, albeit, albeit we did expertly predict that Sheffield would get a zero point weekend for our power picks um, That's right, yeah. it's, it's unlikely that they're going to do that again um, so you know if no. we got yeah you never know but I mean if we get any points there we can really push away from them and start looking up rather than rather than down um, but you know it's I could, to be honest, I could see us easily getting nothing over the weekend as well. It's it's that that much yeah. of a sort of fifty fifty, depending which which clan team appears on the night. Yeah, well, that, this is a good indication this weekend. Yeah, um, it is. these two games to see what what kind of team we've got going forward. Yeah, I almost can't really predict anything for those games because it's too it's just too too much up in the air, but. I think I'd be most pleased with beating Guildford, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, if I'm, if you're putting a, a gun to my head to force me to do the predictions, I would say we're, we're definitely not getting anything in Coventry. And so it's all on the Guildford game, but we'll see. Um, might be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, that's it. I think um, realistically, I think looking at it, we should be aiming probably for for two points but I would like I would like us to to go for four but I think realistically we'll get two and it'll be a home against Guildford <laughs> need to be the thing is if you were looking at yeah if you were looking at odds Guildford would have to be favourites against us yeah uh, yeah I think okay they've not they've not had uh, the best of seasons, but if you're going by going by past results, and if you're looking at other sports and whatever, and you're telling me that uh, we've only beaten Guildford once out of the past ten or eleven or twelve games, however many it is, then I'm not fancying it. But it's a chance. I don't think we'll we'll probably not get them in a worse way almost. If you know what I mean, so um, yeah, got to go for it. Um, on that point, you know, we mentioned the the power picks last time. We both both of them came in incredibly. That was uh, I think I picked Nottingham to win in Sheffield, which is a shock, and then you picked Guildford at home against Sheffield, didn't you? I did, yeah. Uh, so we Six both. Five. Both, yeah, a cracking game. We b- both get points there. Um, whether we'll do that again, I'm not so sure looking at, <laughs> looking at the fixtures, but we'll see. We might as well start off with the one tonight. 
which is Manchester against Nottingham. I think that's the only, yeah, the only midweek this week. Um, uh, an interesting one. Nottingham are kind of going under the radar a wee bit. Uh, they're in a pretty good position. Games in hand to go third, and like guys like Sam Hare are really performing well. So yeah, um, they've they've had a, a good year in comparison to to the previous seasons. Um, so they'd probably be favourites that one for me. Um, but Manchester hmm, in their position is going to be going to be tough. I would just pick Nottingham for that though. Yeah, I agree. I think it'll be tight. I think Manchester will make it a real, a real game, a real dog fight. Um, yeah. I, th- I think, as you say, Nottingham have been playing well, and it, uh, it has been going under the radar. Um, although they, I think they announced that um, one of their defencemen was leaving. Desantis. Desantis, that's it. So whether that will have an impact or not, we don't we don't know yet. Um, but I think that. They're still favourites for that one, and I'll I'll take them just to edge that one. Yeah, yeah. of course. Um, Manchester with a, a shootout victory over Fife last weekend, and Fife actually, believe it or not, did win a game um, against Dundee, which was a surprise because I think they'd gone what was it fourteen, fourteen defeats in a row. Um, so to beat Dundee was actually actually quite a big result. Um, and then, unfortunately for them, a, a bit of a a downer, given they were three 0 up in Manchester, I believe, and lost in a shootout. So, what was looking like a four point weekend, only only three points, and they then go to Nottingham on Friday. So that that'll be that'll be tough. I, I actually don't see anything other than a, a home win there. Mm, no. Uh, I would agree as well. I think, um, yeah. Just given what what had happened on on Sunday, although, you know, I think for the one to look at it from a positive aspect, to get three points out of four. Yeah. Um, so you know, it, it's all about them trying to kind of move forward now, and so sort of spoke about trying to push for towards a, a playoff spot, and um, it's going to be a really tough a tough ask in in Nottingham, um, especially. You know, going three 0 up and then and then losing that game as well. Um, that'll be a, a tough one to take. So, won't do their, their confidence any favours either. So, no, uh, I'll take Nottingham in that one as well. Yeah, and albeit Nottingham playing on the Wednesday, it's not the the longest of travels, um, mm-hmm. and they've got a day in between. So, I, yeah, I think they'll be too good for Fife there. Uh, right. So Saturday, Sunday. Um, first up, Sheffield, home to Dundee. Um, I expect Sheffield will bounce back after a zero point weekend. I know. Take, take the spoils there. Yeah, and actually, it just shows you how well Sheffield have been doing. Zero point weekend and still five clear. Uh, it's kind of annoying the discrepancy in games played, um, but. You know, still to be fair, still five points clear. Having had a zero point weekend, they're they're doing all right. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I think they'll get two from Dundee. Uh, although, I would like to see Dundee beat them, but not from the point of view of of catching us. So, Sheffield for me. Uh, I think as well, just so quickly, uh, you know, uh, it's just kind of weird that this season, obviously, there's eleven teams. Um, so it makes it kind of awkward. With the set of fixtures and stuff, and obviously Sheffield have been by far and away the, the highest scorers in the league as well. And, uh, as we know, Dundee are um, the highest conceders. <laughs> highest conceders, yeah. <laughs> Put that in your uh, CV. I'll need it. Um, but yeah, I just I think Sheffield are, are too strong for, for them, and I think they'll bounce back. Mm-hmm. Cardiff against Coventry. Mm. No. Not not a not a formality. Um Cardiff going all right I get not all right, I mean well, I'd love to get where they were, you know what I mean? But um yeah. they 
split the weekend in Belfast. I think we both actually predicted that as well. We uh, did. Two one nils, which is, you know, just shows how tight and well matched those two teams actually are. Um, you know, so I, I don't think Cardiff have got a right just to, to expect to turn up and beat Coventry. And, you know, with a, a decent goaltending performance or something like that, Coventry will feel like they can they can possibly take something from that. I think you know, they've they've gone there and they've won quite comfortably already and I think, you know, that, that could go one or two ways. That could work in, in Coventry's favour. I know that they can go there and get a result like that. Um but you know, on the other hand, Cardiff will be looking to seek a bit of revenge there, maybe for for that last game. So um, I'll take I'll take Cardiff for that one. I just I think they'll be just a bit too strong. Yeah, uh, this might it possibly fallen into my power pick category. Although yeah. I don't know if it. Uh, yeah, I guess it does kind of count, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm going to take Coventry there then, just Good. for the sake of it. Um, so that'll be mine this week. Uh, and finally, Belfast versus Manchester. Um, can't really, again, see much other than a Belfast win. Um, although, you never know, but I think Manchester maybe struggle a bit more on the, the bigger ice and Belfast are playing pretty you know, pretty decent stuff at the moment, albeit they, they did lose one and win one at the weekend, but two close games and I think they've got just, again a bit much firepower for Manchester This is where I'm going to disagree with you <laughs> Good <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with Manchester Okay um, I mean, this will be my power pick as well. Definitely is. Yeah, um, Manchester. Difficult to read. Difficult to read. Um, at home, normally you would say they were good, but this, uh, results have kind of been a bit all over the place recently. Um, and then you you look at Belfast. You know, scored scored one goal over over two games last weekend and I know I know Cardiff are the same but um you know just sort of going further back than that they've had problems with scoring in the past Belfast. But I don't I don't know. I've just yeah. just got a feeling that Manchester could bear me a wee upset there. Okay. I like it. Definitely definitely uh, would be worth two points there if you if it did come up. Um Okay, so Sunday then, just quickly, Nottingham, Belfast. Nottingham. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go Belfast then. I've done my okay. power pick, so I can just fire these off well and early, you know. Exactly. Uh, Fife, Fife, Sheffield. Please. I know, it's got to be Fife, is not it? Sheffield. <laughs> yeah. Both going for Sheffield. And then Guildford, Cardiff. Whoa. Cardiff for me. Guildford will get a long a long travel. It is a big it is a big point, yeah. And a good a good point. And I think I will agree. So Cardiff, yeah. Guildford maybe won't won't enjoy that travel so much and I hope they have a shite Saturday night as well. <laughs> um, if they if they if they beat us then they could they could easily come back and meet Cardiff. I think though, if we hammer them like we always do, then Cardiff will just stride in there and skate away with the two points easy. Yeah. Not. You need <laughs> a good hammer. Well, while you were talking there about um, transfers, or specifically DeSantis leaving Nottingham, um, there were just a couple since we've last recorded. There were... Um, a couple at Manchester, they picked up Ivan Sijan, who was at Milton Keynes last year, a Croatian defenseman. Also, Cambrays from Guildford, 
but they lost Kyle Hope. So, fair bit of movement there in Manchester. Um, one in, one out, two in. Sorry. Um, so yep. you know, I I think Finnerty had said in one one of his interviews that they wouldn't be afraid to make changes, but that was actually after those. So we'll see see what happens. <laughs> see what happens with them. Um, yeah. Anything else interesting? Nottingham signing Matthew Toussignon who had a wee, I think he had a fight and something else in his first game and went over Sheffield so he good start for him um, what else we got anything interesting not really nah. Um, I'm just trying to think if there was anything else from the testimonial but I don't no, I don't think nah. so. We didn't we didn't announce that any of the old players are coming back to actually play, so Yeah, I was that, disappointed. That that would have been the only thing worthwhile. Uh, who who stood out for you in that game? Uh, <laughs> Other than nobody really. Difficult to say. I think maybe Levitt looked quite good. Yeah, he did, yeah. Some nice wee nice wee flashes. Yeah. That was what he was like, wasn't it really? I, I, I kind of forgot that he was quite as sort of skilled in things. Oh, um, yeah. But, yeah, he, he, he was brilliant. Um, I thought he'd he'd a good laugh. The rest of them didn't really, there wasn't really too much going on because obviously the the team, I think they'd said that they, they practised, you know, the current clan team practised that morning, so they've probably been knackered from that as well and they were just sort of going through the motions, but... Yeah. Um, it's good know. to see Coyne playing, playing outfield. Yeah. yeah, that's actually a good point, which I I had written down that it's kind of worrying that our goal goaltender looks better than some of our outfield players. And sometimes our outfield players look like better goaltenders than Coyne. Um, not, I mean, not really. Pufal was not good in goals, really, was he? But. <laughs> Yeah, Colleen looked pretty good. Not really good. that good in defence, you know. <laughs> no. Colleen looked pretty good up front. Um, it was just funny. Funny seeing it. Um, good penalty. Yeah, he did. Took him well. Agreed. Um, so maybe maybe that's something something to look into. Uh, but I'm absolutely not accepting Puff Allen goals. No thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I'd rather. I think I'd rather uh, Jeff Smith in goals. He's got a bit, of, bit of size and stuff about him. Um, but no, Levitt, Levitt was good. Uh, didn't see enough of Keith really. I don't think Meyer. No. All of them, you know, like it seemed like Arson was just playing all the time. Obviously, <laughs> he is playing currently, so he could. Yeah. Played a lot of minutes, but you know it was. One of those Sully. things. Sully was out quite a bit as well. Yeah, Sully was. Yeah. Barry Being McKenzie. Obviously, as you say. Yeah, Barry McKenzie. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was just all the players that still played it. The rest were just <laughs> sitting at the side, but I suppose that's how it is. Uh, pretty much. Um, yeah, maybe slightly disappointed not to see more of these guys, but um, it was good that they all came in and had a good laugh. Exactly. Uh the just wanted to quickly mention the obviously Travis Earhart being away with the, the GB team and they missed out on the next stage of qualifying losing to Hungary in the last game. Mm. Uh, they kinda I know you said you'd not seen the game but they were pretty dominant in that. Um but it was a bit like the first couple of periods of that game that we were in in Dundee where they just couldn't really take their chances. Good goaltender performance. And then Hungary just scored scored at good times. Uh, yeah. But certainly certainly some good players in that team. I thought Travis Earhart from the bits I saw looked looked quite good. Um although they were dominating the puck a lot more than maybe you would see in in our game, so he gets more chance to to be offensive than some sometimes at our games, you know, they're, we're defending a lot more. Um, but I think he looked 
looked at home, obviously playing with his brother would be a good laugh and stuff, so Yeah. But I'd rather yeah. I'd rather him I'd still rather him back back playing in the team than not, so um yeah, we'll, we'll see who we, we Sean Robertson teams up with. Um Indeed. It'll be interesting going forward. Yep, yeah, it will. Uh, other hockey stuff. Um, best wishes to, is it Jay? It's Jay, isn't it? Bowmeister, yep. first name. Um, you told me about the the incident that I, I didn't know about at the time, but he collapsed on the bench for. Uh, in the Blues game against Anaheim, was it? Um, yeah. From from just looking, recently I think he was. In a in a more stable condition, so that was good news. Um, I didn't actually see. I know there were videos circulating about it, but didn't see anything. But I would be a bit of a a shock for the teammates and stuff. So hopefully he makes. He makes a recovery. He's um, you know I think maybe about a decade ago he was uh one of these uh, Iron Man sort of guys who never missed a game. Played every game, I think, for uh, Florida and, and Calgary when he was when he was there, um, uh, and then kind of moved to the Blues and obviously helped him to uh, win the Stanley Cup last year. Um, I think it just I, I think it kind of came about the incident last night came about after I think it was quite a long shift, right? Um, that that line was out for and. I mean, obviously, don't don't really know what what happened or anything about it, but just uh, took on well when he was when he was back on the bench. And, um, but you know, it was it's good to see that emergency services were quick to respond, and um, obviously, I think that's that's helped him. Um, it's good to see that he's he's doing well as well, um, and. Obviously, a, a speedy recovery is yeah. is wished. Yeah, because the game the game was postponed, wasn't it? After that, uh, yeah. So yeah, one one of those scary things that you can't really predict, and then obviously Jackie McNamara as well, um, mm-hmm. with uh, who I think he collapsed as well, didn't he? Um, at home, possibly not really sure of the the <laughs> detail. The details of that, yeah, um, but. Again, from all accounts, he's he's doing doing okay or as well as could be hoped. So, best wishes to to both of those guys. Um, you know, it's kind of it is a scary thing because it could just happen at any point, really. Um, you see it, you see it every so often, and um, with the higher profile guys, it's brought to. Um, people's attention more so you know yeah hopefully they'll both both come through yeah definitely um all the best to, to both of them and their and their families uh, in football news then we're just building up to some midweek games in Scotland and then I think is next week the European uh games am I right or is that two weeks yeah away? No, you're right, it's next Yeah, week. so, sure, your current thoughts on the situation? Looking pretty yeah. comfortable in the league? <laughs> <laughs> I'll always bring that up, because they kind of, Celtic are at the moment, I know you always say they're not really, but, I mean, you look at it, it's back to the, I think it's back to the point at the moment of thinking they're going to win pretty much every game, and, Rangers looking more like they're likely to drop points every game at the moment. So mm. that's just that's just my feeling, but maybe you're you're thinking differently. Yeah, I mean, I think I will say uh, Celtic's performances recently have um, been a lot better. Uh, I think sort of moving to that sort of back three, playing a three-five-two. Um, it's helped to kind of open it up a bit more, and um, you know Griffiths and Edward have got a good, a good partnership going. Um, I think yeah, it's it's bringing out the, 
the best in, in both of them, uh, in particular Edward, who has just um, been absolutely immense the last uh, month or so. He's been out of this world. Um, some really, really good goals and uh, obviously a couple of free kicks from just outside the box against Hamilton and Motherwell, but um, in particular, the, the game against Motherwell, he was, I think that was maybe the best I've seen Edward since he's since he's came to Celtic. Um, so hopefully more of the same there. Yeah, he's a, he's a brilliant player. Um, so I, I think certainly, um, like looking at the game, game against Hearts and stuff, Hearts are probably going to, come at them maybe a bit more than some other teams would at Celtic Park so um, I think we'll, we'll probably be be alright with that um, the European games I think again I would put them as favourites to get through uh, you know I, I think they'll, they'll want to do as well as possible in, in the Europa League albeit you get this fixture build up but you know I, I, I don't think there's any reason why they can't um, have a go at getting as far as possible, really. Yeah, I think um, I think it helps that Celtic had topped the group as well, and obviously you you get a, uh, in quotes easier tie um, yeah. in the last thirty two. But yeah, I think I would agree with you. I think Celtic will, will be favourites probably going into uh, the two games against Copenhagen. But um, it would be good, obviously, to to see Celtic do do well in Europe but for me it's it's just it's all about the league <laughs> yeah I can't, under, under can't take your focus off that um, yeah just looking at the teams actually for tonight it's 3-5-2 again for, for Celtic but Hearts are um, they look to be going for it a wee bit they've got um, Walker Naismith and uh, Boyce all playing so so it'll be probably what Six two or something like that. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll take that, but I'll take anyone really. Yeah. No, and um, what was the other thing I was going to say? Uh, I don't remember what it was. It was something about the football, but I can't remember. Uh, will you be going to the Celtic musical in September? <laughs> I will not. No, oh well. I'm sure. Nah. I'm sure plenty will. I saw oh, just sure just saw be. the advert come up there, so if anybody wants if anybody's wanting to go, <laughs> get yourself a ticket. Would you go see if there was a clan in the musical? Would you go? Um, nah, probably not. Nah, I don't think I would either. Probably not. Even if it was songs sung by the the most famous of Glasgow clan players, <laughs> uh, I think it would probably be one of the worst nights, um, I can imagine. So. Section N, the musical. Yeah, I'll give that one a miss. Right, I think I'm wrapped up from what the notes I had written. Did you have? Did you have anything else? Was the other football thing you wanted to talk about, Alex Ray? Uh, no, it wasn't actually. No, what? What about him? <laughs> nah, just in general. All right, nah, just how he's funny. Yeah, I just don't know if you wanted. To. Nah, um, I don't want to give that guy any airtime. <laughs> I'm only joking, he just makes me laugh whenever I listen to him in his phrases. So um Good good phrases. Absolutely like great, yeah. But doing if you can get yourself a game at Alex Ray Bingo, then <laughs> then definitely do it. I can I can forward you the the sheet with the, the phrases on if you want. So if anybody wants to play that, just give us a shout. Tramped on, stamped on. <laughs> Stamped on, stamped on, stone bottom, in terms of. <laughs> um, we could go on. A good laugh. Um, yeah, I think people could probably listen to this. And yeah, probably exactly. The, the the same, same, so. yeah. yeah, with the words eh being quite high up the list, <laughs> for example. Just, just generally talking shit and not actually making sense. Is yeah, it? but we're just thinking of the next daft thing to say, so that's the way that's it goes. A- We'll be back hopefully after a a four point weekend for Clan, and you know has to be. If it's not, then we we'll never be back. So uh, if you don't hear from us again, thanks thanks for turning up. Uh, it's been good.
We only made 69 episodes, so sorry about that. But if you do, <laughs> then it's been good. And we'll carry on. So no pressure on the clan, really, there. If you've listened to one episode, thanks very much. Well, if you've one and done... It's better than none, isn't it? It's better than none and done. <laughs> Nothing done. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, thanks again. Yeah. Uh, we'll speak to you again keep, after a four-point weekend. Keep listening. Have a good a good time sledging tomorrow or today or yesterday, whenever it is you're listening. Um, and we will catch you next time, folks. Happy hump day. Good night. <laughs>